Hello, everyone. This is Dickie Barlow, superintendent of Mount Brook Schools, and I have the joy of being with Laura Reeves, who is a teacher at Crestline Elementary School, but is also the Elementary Teacher of the Year for Mountain Brook Schools. And so, Laura, welcome. It's good to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. It's like this is a real show. Thank you for having me. It is. I love it's, it. It's so good to experience this. It's amazing studio, so I'm excited. Yeah, you got your headsets on. You're talking into the mic. You look like you've done this before. <laughs> so professional. Haven't done it before, but we'll give it a go. <laughs> All right, so let's just kind of dive into it. Just tell me a little bit about yourself, and I'll help you a little bit, and just kind of tell me kind of how you got into teaching, and um, I know you you went to Auburn University, right? Absolutely. War Eagle. Yeah. Um, orange and blue is, it's in my veins. Uh, <laughs> my whole family pretty much went to Auburn, and um I was certain when I went to school that I was going to be in the business field. Um, I've always loved numbers, and I thought accounting is where I'm going to be. Um, and interestingly enough, I was a, a cheerleader at Auburn my sophomore year through my senior year. And while I was um, doing that, one of the requirements was to do community service. You would go into yeah. elementary schools or retirement homes. Um, and there was one day where I was asked to read a story to a second grade class, and I had never done that before. And I still remember that moment, something clicked inside of me, something changed, and I just knew that I was being called into this field. Um, it, was, it was a powerful moment, and I switched gears and haven't looked back since. Really? Yes, yes. And I, I'm not sure if everyone's story is that way, but um, no one in my family has been in the teaching field. I knew nothing about it, but I just knew that it felt right. And so I just I followed through with that path. That is great. My, my story is a little bit like that. Not, I mean, I was actually got into teaching because of coaching, because I played college basketball. And, right. But um, they asked me to teach science because I had a science minor. And I remember my first day in the classroom and actually teaching students and I walked out of the classroom and said out loud I can't believe they teach they pay me to do this and it was one of those moments like I don't want to just be a coach I want to be a teacher with people yes. So, yes so that's a fantastic story so you changed your uh, major to education and your first job was where my first job was here so you know I feel like the pieces have all kind of just fallen into place. There was uh, an Auburn education interview day. And to give you a picture, it's almost like the running of the bulls with young <laughs> with young professionals. So um, you're in a hotel room. There's a giant conference room where administrators from all over the state are set up at tables. And these young teachers are waiting at the doors outside. And when they say, all right, it's time to go. The doors burst open, and all of these young students are rushing to sign up for a mini interview with all of these administrators. Yeah. And I wasn't from Birmingham, but I knew Mountain Brook's reputation. And so that was the table I was looking for. And there was one spot left. 
and um, it was later in the afternoon, so I signed up there in a couple of other places, but I sat in front of Lori King, Mm -hmm. who was currently the principal at Crestline, and we just clicked. We were able to talk like old friends. Um, Her, I could tell that her philosophy on teaching and education was so strong and developed, and I was instantly... um, just connected with her and so she asked me to interview at Crestline and I I still remember being so nervous for that interview and sitting down and um, they initially told me all right um, Miss Ferguson at the time all Mm -hmm. right Miss Ferguson you're interviewing for a fifth grade position and my heart immediately sunk because I was only certified through third grade I was early childhood education and so I had to tell them I'm so sorry I'm not qualified for that position I can only teach kindergarten through third and Lori said hold on one second we have a third grade position that's what we're going to switch gears that's what we're going to interview for now and praise the Lord that she did Um, (laughs) I made it through that interview and she called me later that afternoon um, and said we want you to work at Crestline and um, it has changed my life completely Uh, I still remember her telling me at the time, Laura, I don't hire first-year teachers, so you know I know I feel like you have something special, and I'm going to work with you to help develop you into the educator I know you can be. And I feel like that is the the mantra of Mountain Brook is that whatever school you're at, people are willing to invest in teachers to help grow them into their full potential and I just feel like it's been such a a blessing for me not only as an educator but as a person as well okay so let's 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 kind of build on that okay so we're this is segue number one okay so so tell me you know as a new teacher and now you've been teaching how many years 11 years 11 years it's been 11 years it's been 11 years wow and so in that 11 years talk about your growth and um, you know how you started out, and how you viewed the classroom, and maybe how you view the classroom today. Wow, uh, that's a loaded question. There's yeah. so many, so many things I could talk about. Um, for one, I, I'm a completely different person than I was when I first started, um, and I, I, I believe in a positive way. I've had so many wonderful mentors, and I, again, I think that's what sets Mountain Brook apart from other schools is the mentorship that's involved within each school where you might be assigned an official mentor, but other people immediately come around you to try and build you up and build up your practice and help show you ways to support students and um, show you that learning is something that doesn't have a finish line. It's continuous. And that's been so fun for me because rather than being stuck at one level feeling like I'm living Groundhog's Day every day I am able to push myself and look for more and how can I be better what can I what can I do to improve my practice Um, one thing that I'm so passionate about is differentiated learning Hmm. and um, something that started six years ago in third grade was creating individualized math goals so rather than teaching systemic lessons, finding curriculum that's designed to meet individual student needs. So if a student comes in at a second grade level, meeting them there. 
And from that, while it can feel overwhelming at times, mm -hmm. if you were to ask me the name of a student right now, I would be able to tell you exactly what they're able to do academically, what their current math goal is, um, what is something that they struggle with that we're working on. And so that didn't come from me. It came from me observing other educators who are far more knowledgeable and experienced than I am. It comes from the professional development that Mountain Brook allows me to um, soak in. So there, there are so many things that have developed me, and it's all due to the school system and how it raises its teachers. Um, another thing that I feel like I'm, I'm very passionate about is empowering students to own their voice, mm -hmm. to have ownership in the classroom, and using that to grow them beyond academics. So what that could look like would be having compassion for a peer, showing integrity in a hard moment, um, problem solving in a collaborative way, but ultimately empowering them to find their own personal joy in learning. Wow. I don't know if I hit all the points. I, I was kind of spinning there. That was great. <laughs> we get all that on tape, William. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> we might use that to some other point. But Perfect. So, um, so, all right, let's talk about, tell me about your role with uh, your relationship with parents because as we kind of look at, um, you know, education, I, th I think one thing that's, that's changed in my time in education is when I first started, you know, it was all about teaching the student. And then now, some 26 years later, what I, what I realize is that while you educate the students, you also have to educate parents and what you're doing and why you're doing the things that you're doing because especially at the elementary level, you know, right. parents are intimately involved in their everyday, in their child's everyday life. And so talk a, bit, a little bit about that. Right. Um, so one thing that I try and do is help parents get a full picture of what happens in the classroom. Uh, I am a mother myself of two, and that, that has changed my practice so much because what I try and do every day is intentionally think, how would I want my child's teacher to talk to my daughter or my son, right. or how would I want them to problem solve? So I do try to be super intentional with every moment, which is, is very hard, mm -hmm. um, but I believe is so beneficial in the long run. So one thing I, I tell the parents at the beginning of the year is that we we use um, a digital portfolio through Seesaw, mm -hmm. and every Friday the kids post their math goals and talk about if they've mastered their math goal or working towards. And we talk a lot about working towards is not failure, that that simply means we're on the right path, we're moving in the right direction to mastery. So that's one way I can give them an inside look into the classroom. Another thing that I do though that I, I, I found beneficial, and this idea was from our math coach, Stacy Dorson, was creating vis videos on EduVision that mm -hmm. teach parents some of the place value strategies that we did not know growing up. So um, yeah. it's a loaded question with math, um, with parents <laughs> talking about common core math, and I myself learned math the old school way, and I can tell you the place value strategies 
truly develop this deep sense of number sense and place value. And if you can watch it in practice, you Uh can see how a student who maybe learns a procedure isn't going to have the same number sense as a child who learns true number sense and the value of each individual number. So I've made videos on all types of strategies so parents can watch them at home and come alongside their child to support them. Um, but really, I, you know, I feel like the parents, parents have such a hard job. Being a parent is tough. And so what I want all my parents to know is my job is not only to support their child, but to support them. Mm-hmm. And so whatever support looks like for them, that's what I'm going to try and mirror. Yeah. And all families are different. So what I want them to know is if they want more teacher communication and more teacher support, that's what I'm going to do my best to, to provide. If they want me to take more of the academics and let them just love their babies at home, mm-hmm. then that's the role I'm going to take. Um, and that advice was given to me, again, by um, teachers who are um, – far more experienced and they share their knowledge and wisdom within the school. And I'm just fortunate to be surrounded by people like them. Wow. That's a great, that's a great answer. I mean, as a parent, that's what you want to hear, you know, somebody that's invested in their child, um, that values the, uh, the role of the parent and, uh, the openness and, you know, I say all the time, I, I would love to uh, know, you know, exactly how I can help my child at home. And sometimes it's hard to know, especially the older they get. It's hard to know right. academically how to help them. Right. And sometimes parents, we're limited because maybe we're not great at math, especially yeah. even the old math, let alone the new type of math. So Yes, and little things like watching your child are observing your child interacting with peers. So there's an insight that teachers have watching them interact not only with their friends, but with people that are different from them, people Mm -hmm. that they don't normally interact with outside of school. And so that allows for coaching opportunities from the teacher, but then also, again, to come alongside the parent. And I always think about my daughter. She's Um, four years old and you know she's in that place where socially she's still trying to figure things out Um, and I lean so heavily on her teacher to be able to give me that insight and so I try and bring that perspective into the classroom how can I um, help support parents with things that are not only academic but are social or behavior as well Mm. that's beautiful well, that's so great to hear. I have all these other questions about your experience working at Mountain Brook and growth in the classroom and evolution of teaching practices, and you've kind of answered them all. So way <laughs> to go. You, you might be cutting this uh, this interview down a little bit more. So you're Teacher of the Year, and you represent all of Mountain Brook schools. So there were three other elementary teachers that were um, their Teachers of the Year. And so you were selected by a committee to represent Mountain Brook. And so uh, that's quite an honor. Were you shocked about that? or? I, I was shocked. I was speechless. Um, Christy had set up a meeting saying that she needed to have a behavioral reset with third grade about some things that were going on in PE. So I had just given my class a little talking to, and I said, all right, y'all, this is a big deal. Miss Christian is coming down and she needs to talk with us about this reset. 
and I need you to sit there and be respectful. We need to accept her feedback and apply it when we go to PE. And so we're down there, and I'm, I'm ready to hear what, what Christy has to say. And I, I'm pretty sure I was in shock. I saw my daughter walk through the door first, and I was so confused. I, I think I was stunned. I was also dressed in tacky Christmas. <laughs> That's so right. <laughs> I had a tacky Christmas vest on and some um, wreath ornament earrings. So um, I, I was Looking not, your finest. I was looking my finest, and <laughs> I, I was definitely not prepared and um, uh, really, I, I think I still am speechless and, uh, speechless and in shock. I'm, I'm so honored to even be considered, especially with how many incredible teachers there are in this district. I, um, I respect this district and the educators and administrators. Everyone in our district works as a team, so even though my name might have been selected, I, I feel like I'm representing a, mm -hmm. a collective of people who have spent time to invest in me and um, help develop my practice into, into what it is today. And I know I, I still have plenty of room to grow and um, I'm thankful that I'm in a place that encourages growth. Um, and just one thing that I feel like makes Mountain Brook so special. If you go into any school, you'll see teachers who they're taking time away from their lunch to calm a, an anxious student or they're taking time out of their personal their personal afternoon to call a parent to make a connection with a parent about that child's academic growth. And I just feel like that is something that makes me so proud to be a part of this district. And not only am I a teacher, but I'm a future parent of children that will come up in this right. district. And so to know that I'm in a place that supports teachers and supports learning so that we can provide students with the ultimate education, it's it's such a blessing to me. And sometimes I, I pinch myself thinking that I, I really get to teach here. Well, that's really kind of you to say for the on behalf of the school system but I just got to tell you that uh, sometimes you sit I sit in my office and I think all right what is it that really makes our school system great and it's really it's people like you and there are uh, there are teachers like you in every one of our schools and um, that just do a fantastic job and that are experts in their field but also they just love people and um, that is just so evident in what you do every day. And so I just want to thank you for what you're doing in your classroom. And uh, I know that it will have just an incredible impact in not just in Mountain Brook, but in the world because of what you do. And so thank you and congratulations. And so, you know, I, there's no need in prolonging, you know, this podcast we're just gonna go ahead and bring it to a close but I do want you to know how proud we are of you and the work that you do and uh, you might have been in shock but you definitely deserve this honor so congratulations and um, 
you know, like I said before, we want all of our people who go forward, we want them to be runner-up teacher of the year. And that way they don't leave their classroom. They stay in their classroom. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, thank uh, you so much. Yeah. Great being with you all. Great being with you too.